Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Okay, so just as we're beginning this podcast, just before the record button gets going, we're talking about Christmas presents that we had bought and the stress and strain of all that and the conflict (laughs) that financial stress can bring into a marriage. If that's you, keep listening because we have two financially conflicted people with us to guide us through (laughs) the next few minutes. Uh, Greg and Aaron Smalley are here. I'm John Fuller, and uh, we're glad you've joined us today. Now, I'm smiling because... It is true that there is some conflict that you experience with as a couple over money. Dina and I, we have our conflict moments, and we really were talking about Christmas gifts. And as we hit the new year, now Christmas bills are coming due, right? And people are thinking, ah, we got to stop buying, you know, quit buying everything. That's how we're going to solve this problem. Uh, But actually, there are different things going on. So, um, Greg and Aaron, you're both counseling couples all the time. Is it true that finances is one of the biggest reasons that that couples have conflict? Yes. They come in and they start talking about money and finances. But there's underlying issues. It's never that the issue that presents. There's, There's other things going on underneath, like feeling controlled feeling excluded, feeling mm-hmm. insecure about the future. I don't feel safe. I feel minimized. Whatever it is, that's the real issue underneath. Uh. It's never about the money. Now, there are definitely keys of how to have good fin- a good financial outlook. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to the emotional side of it, there's definitely triggers that are underneath pushing the behaviors that are showing up. Okay. Well, we're going to hear um, some really good perspectives from Erin Odom, and uh, she and her husband, Will, had some really huge financial problems, and with God's help, they overcame those. Let's go ahead and listen as Erin talks with Jim Daly. Now, I got to start. You're a young mom. I love it. You have four kids. What are their ages? They are 10, 8, 6, and a year and a half. <laughs> How did you find time to get here? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Who's got the kids? My husband and my parents. Oh, good. My so parents are helping my husband with the kids. Yeah, so you're really confident in your parents. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you, you added that, not just husband, husband well, and It always parents. helps to team up yeah. when you got four it little It makes mom feel a little more comfortable, I think. It does. And they're all redheads. They're all redheads. <laughs> I love it. Three redheaded girls and a redheaded boy. How are those daughters treating that little boy? They love him. They are they his baby him. doll? They are like extra mamas, <laughs> and he is their doll, and they like doing everything except changing the diapers. Yeah. They do not like that. But they like getting him out of his crib and carrying him around, and he is so spoiled. I'm just guessing one day he will be in their stuff, in their room, <laughs> yes. and it'll be a little less cozy. He's right. going to need some dad time <laughs> pretty soon. Absolutely. You know, help me. <laughs> well, Aaron, it is good to have you. And um, in your book, uh, you've really concentrated on the income side. You know, so often mm-hmm. when we cover... Uh, financial issues. It's how to control budgeting and how to control your expenses. But you concentrate more on the side of income, stressing the fact that some families just struggle making enough to really make it. And uh, that's the core theme of the book, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It really is. Because our family, when we were struggling at first, it sounds a little naive, but we didn't understand why. We thought we were really pinching our pennies and doing everything we could. And we met with a financial advisor and he basically said, you simply do not have enough money to live. Now, that was in 2010. So it wasn't that long ago. Um, Describe that realization. Uh, Give us a little more color. So we were... um, 
we had my husband had lost his job and we had made an out of state move to be closer to our parents. Um, and he was in is a teacher. He is a teacher. Yeah. Now. What's he teach? He actually teaches English as a second language to immigrant oh, children. My goodness. He did teach Spanish for about 10 years. Yeah. And uh, we decided to move near my family. Um, they were a really good support for us. But we had a house in a different state. We had a house in Mississippi, and we bought the house in 2006. When Before we were the US. collapse, right. Right. Yeah. And we thought we were doing all the right things. We thought we were buying below our means, and really for the time we were. But nobody knew what was going to happen in 2008. 2008 was when we started to try to sell the house. The house ended up sitting on the market for four years. We had yeah. renters in and out just to make the house payment. And we were um, we had that house, and we had a house that we were renting in North Carolina. And my husband was teaching, and I was trying to do the stay-at-home mom thing with a bunch of different side gigs. And our money just did not stretch enough. And so we didn't know what we were doing wrong, really, until we took a financial class at our church. And the teachers really took us under their wings. And it was an older couple. He was retired. And they came to us after class one day, and they said, can we come to your home? Can we pour over your finances with you? Can mm -hmm. we really minister to you to see how we can help you? And um, they did. They they brought us lunch that day, which even that was <laughs> this huge relief. I was able to check off my list. Okay, we don't have to wow. provide a meal for this So, time. I mean, that tight. And mm -hmm. for a moment, describe your backgrounds, you and your husband. Uh, what What kind of family were you coming from? What kind of income? status? I mean, are these things that your mom and dad struggled with or your husband's mom and dad? Um, they didn't. We both came from middle-class families. Um, my family, my, my dad was a hospital administrator, one of the vice presidents of one of the top hospitals in North Carolina. Um, however, my parents, my mom and dad both have grown, they grew up, they describe it as in large families with little extra money. Okay. And my mom's dad was a pastor, and uh, my dad's dad, he left the family at some point in his um, childhood, and they didn't have a lot extra. So my parents grew up living very frugally, and so even though my dad had a really good job, my parents still raised us very frugally. So it wasn't strange for you to be on a budget and be thinking about expenses and those things. Right. It was not strange. And I can really look back and trace God preparing me for that life because my mom always clipped coupons. She shopped at Big Lots and other discount stores. And so that wasn't strange for me, whereas for some people it might have been. Um, but they never struggled. But even though they didn't struggle financially, they always lived much below their means. How about your husband? What background was he coming um, from? His family was middle class. And I would say um, they weren't quite as frugal, so, um, but they weren't extravagant either, but right. they, so, they didn't struggle. So good upbringings in that way. You knew money, how to right. use money. So you wanted to go on the mission field. I did. And that, that kind of highlighted the stress. What took mm -hmm. place and how old were you both and what were you thinking? So I felt called to ministry, I would say, when I was 15. And I, I thought in my head for years that that was just going to be a missionary um, really somewhere in Latin America. That was my dream. I studied Spanish in college was one of my majors. Which is a great dream. Yes. And so um, I thought that. And my husband and I actually, we lived in Costa Rica after college. That's where we met. So um, we're both redheads from the South and we met in Costa Rica. <laughs> so my parents thought that was hilarious. Do you have an hilarious. accent in Spanish? Uh, hey, how do you say, hey, y'all in Spanish? <laughs> Hola, ustedes. <laughs> I'm sure it's a Southern accent. I'm sure. So, um, you know, we both had that, uh, that passion and we started heading there with our family. But once uh, we started heading back, we were going to go to Mexico. 
And the missions organization we were with, they sent us to Canada to do some training. And while we were there, um, my husband's parents announced that they were getting divorced after 38 years. Wow. How did that impact you and your husband? It, it impacted us very deeply. And um, In what way? I just I want to feel that with it you. Was, it was a big surprise. I mean, Christian home, right? They're a Christian home, um, and they had been out to visit us a week before that um, in Canada for our daughter's first birthday. And so, um, you know, it shook my husband up more than it did me because obviously it was his parents, and they've been married for almost 40 years. Um, You're in your mid-20s, early 20s at this point? I was in my late 20s. Late 20s, okay. So you said I was young. I'm actually in my late 30s now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's young to me. I don't hold it against you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all good. But, I mean, the point is you had a lot of stress Mm. fall on you. A lot. As a couple, Mm -hmm. et cetera, as a family. Mm -hmm. You get the counseling. Mm -hmm. This couple, uh, going back a few minutes, this couple Mm -hmm. came and helped pour through your finances. And the discovery was what? The discovery was we simply did not have enough money to live. And you would think that would be devastating and sound like such an obstacle. And it, and it was, you know, a big challenge. But in another sense, it was a relief because once we knew what the real problem was, we could do something about it. And this couple, um, you know, they sat there with us at our kitchen table, prayed with us, encouraged us. And um, three weeks later, the man went home to be with the Lord. Really? Yes. Oh my goodness, um, that had to be also devastating. It, it though, was because he was, was a mentor. In it many was. Ways. It was devastating. Um, he died of a of a heart attack yeah. uh, right before Christmas, and um, we went to his funeral and just cried and cried and cried. But at the same yeah. time, just felt like, wow, Lord, you used him in so many lives until the very end, including our own family, and it really propelled us even more and gave us that initiative to. He helped us discover what this root cause of our financial yeah. frustration is how can we do something about it all right so greg over the years what have been you know kind of some of the headlines for you in terms of encouraging couples who are struggling financially and they haven't seen the light as uh, as our guest did well aaron hit on it earlier which is if all you're going to do is spend your time arguing about why did you spend this You didn't tell me about that. If all you do is talk about the surface issue and never start to deal with the underlying issue, you're never going to get anywhere. That's why Aaron and I have recognized that if there's something about how we're handling money that's irritating to both of us, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, you weren't supposed to write a check from that account. It, It may start that way. But eventually, then it has to go to, and, and what is the yeah, deeper I, issue for me? I feel me? like I've heard that. I, 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 as <laughs> I said it, I, went, I didn't say that the other day. Well, okay, so use that. So I did say that to, to Aaron and see what it does. It stirs up fear that there won't be money in there that I've planned on to pay bills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the system that I have in place, the the time that I've spent you know, working all this out in... And so if if unexpectedly a check is written from there, see, that stirs something deeper. That's worth talking about for me to say, you know what, Aaron, for right now, um, man, I just, I feel the anxiousness going, man, I don't know if there's other checks out there. I'm down to the penny here, Mm -hmm. knowing how to do this. And that then gives her something 
to care about. Like if all if all we're going to talk about is how could you how could you write a check you know better? We've talked about this a million times. We just stay in conflict. But for me to be able to acknowledge the anxiety, the insecurity, see that that really gives her something to go. Well, that matters to me that mm-hmm. you feel insecure. Yeah. Tell and me it's more amazing. about that. Even when he said that, I could feel a change oh. within me. Oh. That it's it's amazing when we talk about what's going on inside of us and offer that to our spouse. That that they're more likely to reach for you and to comfort you. The research shows that as well. And I just felt it. I felt compassion mm. towards you because you're saying that Finally. that caused me to feel anxious. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I wrote that check. I just, I blew it. I had the wrong checkbook. And I thought, oh, no big deal. I'll just write it. But it wasn't, it, it went from being a conflict between us to us functioning as teammates. Yeah, because I think the tendency sometimes is to feel you mm-hmm. shouldn't have done that. You're my enemy. Right. Or you did that to hurt me. When in actuality, it was it an was, honest mistake. It was. It was just going too fast and stuff happens and it's a small problem. We can fix this. Yes. Generally. And, and it doesn't mean then that my idea of how we should handle our bank mm-hmm. account is right. It, and, and that's why even through that, I want to make sure that there's room for both Aaron and me. Mm. And, and we are a team. And so there, it, it could be once we spend some time caring about just that those deeper fears or whatever's going on, yeah. then we can go, okay, so how should we solve this in a way that feels good to both of us? And, and again, this is much easier said than done. Money stirs up a whole lot. Yeah of deeper emotions and, and fears and just recognize they're there. If you're willing to identify them, care about them and solve them as a team, we can work through this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times during one day, just seeing clients that I'll hear someone say, well, I came from nothing. We had nothing. And how much this presents in their Mm. daily life in the present. And so, especially when they're married, imagine the challenges that come up yeah. around money of wanting to be in control and wanting to be successful yeah. with money. So it's important to recognize the the past will show up in the present, especially around this and in any issue, but especially around the fears with security and safety and knowing that we're a team is so soothing to that because we're going to work at this together and we're going to work at this in a way that feels good to both of us. So I'm going to encourage you, if nothing else, take this away from the conversation today, which is have a conversation with your spouse. Do do what uh, Greg has encouraged us to do in past episodes. Make it safe to bring out the emotions and, and to dig a little bit and figure out what is this really about. Get something like Aaron Odom's book, More Than Just Making It, and just Read it together as a couple. Let it stir up, frankly, some of the concerns so you can talk them through. Let it be the neutral party, if you will, for kind of a curated conversation. Uh, We've got the book, More Than Just Making It, and we'll send that to you when you make a generous gift of any amount to focus on the family, either a monthly pledge or a one-time contribution. It'll be our thank you gift for uh, your generosity, and we hope it'll really make a difference for you. And maybe finances isn't the big stressor for you. Well, take our marriage assessment. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. A little bit of your time. It'll show you what might be some of the pressure points and how you can deal with those. Look for the uh, details in the show notes for both that assessment and the book and donation opportunities. We'll hear more from Aaron next time on this podcast. For now, on behalf of the Smallies and the entire staff, Uh, This has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast, and I'm John Fuller.